you got to be kidding me. It's 106 KHQ. Tyler Woods here. It is the podcast where I review movies and sometimes bring along guests. Well, the majority of the time. And joining me is a fellow uh, fan, moviegoer, and as well as a good friend of mine. His name is Alex. Alex, how are you doing out there today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Hey, how about this weather? I hate it. You, why do you hate the weather for today? This weekend is, if you haven't heard, okay, the weather is out standing highs in the 40s alex uh anyway so here we are we are reviewing alex are you ready for this i see you dressed for the occasion i am ready we are reviewing cats oh god no 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 we are not reviewing cats no what what because we are reviewing possibly one of the most controversial films of this month as well as the whole year dare i say the decade no, I think that belongs to cats. Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Oh, boy. This is uh, starring, yet again, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, and some of the original cast, too. Uh, this is Anthony Daniels' last film as C-3PO, the human cyborg relay, all to d 2 where are you? They also starred Carrie Fisher with some unused footage of her, as well as Mark Hamill. He's in here twice. He plays a uh, small little cameo role, not as Luke Skywalker, but uh, as just like an alien because he's more of a voice actor now than he is an actual film actor. You were so busy thinking of Mark Hamill as a celebrity, you forgot that he's also a talented voice actor. What's a voice actor? Uh, and then there are also other surprising cameos here. I'm not going to reveal that. This is a no spoilers review. I'm thinking I might run a spoiler uh, tomorrow. So keep tabs on our website, 106khq.com. Uh, I'll have uh, Tiffany, my fiance, and our friend Ray, who happens to be a police officer, by the way, uh, will discuss that on uh, some things because apparently this film has already drawn up some controversy, but we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, all right, so Star Wars, Alex, you are dressed for the occasion. You are He is wearing a Star Wars hoodie right now. I have actually seen you wear this hoodie for I don't even know how long. I mean, how long have you had that hoodie? Uh, I want to say maybe two years. Two years? Yeah. I, I it, like it feels longer I've, It feel, because I've known you for like, what, five and a half years, and I think you've always had that. It's got the Rebels insignia just like right there on the, uh, what is that, on your left side there? Or? Yeah. Yeah, you on the left side. That. Anything on the back? Uh, yes, actually, it's the same insignia. Just the same thing? Yeah, Rebels. He's a rebel. Look out, ladies. He's a rebel. But no, you're you're a taken man. Oh, yes. Yeah, you you're spoken for. Won't you back off, my man? <laughs> All right, so here we are with Star Wars. This is a big franchise, and we don't even know why this is such a big franchise. Because when it first came around in, what, the 70s, the late 70s, I would say 1977, I mean, it just introduced a whole new era of movie making in cinema and everyone wanted to bank on this idea. George Lucas really hit it out of the ballpark coming up with this uh, franchise. And when I first came around to it, I must have been like, what, six years old? And uh, I remember my dad, he had like uh, the old VHS tapes. You know, so we're talking Star Wars before it got the special edition uh, touch to it. And it, it just blew my mind. I loved it and I wanted more of it, but was only disappointed when there was only three movies. I'm like, oh, they should make more. And then 1999 came around. Uh, that was the start of the uh, the prequel trilogies. But Alex, uh, before I get too much about myself, let us know something about how you first came around Star Wars. Tell us the story. Oh, I want to say it was uh, uh, sometime maybe around when I was 
like five or so. Uh, I want to say I found some toy lightsabers and that's how I got to know Star Wars. What kind of toy lightsabers? Was it like the good guys or the bad guys? Oh, it was Obi-Wan's. Oh man, I love the bad guy lightsaber. Good. I can feel your anger. They're always so interesting. They're interesting, yes, but gotta give it to Obi-Wan. Do you still have them? Uh, I don't have those ones, but I do have other ones. Oh, I still have mine. I, I have, uh, yeah, just for these, for this uh, new uh, trilogy, I have the Kylo Ren lightsaber. I love it. It's cheap, affordable, $12.99 if you find it at a department store or anything. Uh, my buddy uh, Josh, in fact, no wait, you do know Josh. I've had him here on this show. Uh, we were reviewing uh, Fast and Furious, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. He was at the premiere of Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker at the theater I saw it, the Petoskey Cinema, and he he has one of those force, at, what are they called? The, the Those oh, expensive the, uh, ones. The ones that are like $150 each. I think they're just called FX or FX, something. FX, yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh my, and that's the yeah. But then I found out there's a company out there that actually uh, customizes uh, those kinds of lightsabers. But instead of 150, you're kind of banking on like what uh, 350, 450. I guess depending on what you got. Oh boy. But yeah, it's like so when you first, I mean, saw the Star Wars films. I mean, what what were your first thoughts? I would have to say, wow. It's just like the the first thought. Like, how did this get made? Like, what did what did you like about them? It's hard to say what I like about it now versus then, because when you're a kid and you see it, it's something special. It is, yeah. And then as you get older, you, you realize it's, it's still special, but it you is. can't quantify it anymore. Like I said, George Lucas, I don't know, he, he must have... He must be from another galaxy far away or something to come up, uh, would come up with this. That's our first exposure. Have you ever seen those viral videos of uh, parents uh, exposing their kids to the big reveal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite one's the little girl's like, wait, that's his daddy? I am his father. He's his I love those videos so much. The generation of trilogies. Our parents grew up with the originals, and we adapted into it. We we watched them. We loved them. And then we came around uh, the prequel trilogies. And, yeah, Star Wars Episode 1, 2, and 3. You know, I absolutely love them. And yet, my, uh, my dad... And possibly your dad and maybe uh, fans who are or friends of yours who are older than you, they also say, oh, yeah, those prequels are terrible. They're awful. Well, surprisingly, all those naysayers on the prequel trilogies, now that this one's out, are actually saying that they are good. Oh, yeah, I've definitely heard that, where they've definitely switched sides. Yeah. <laughs> and it was quite recently, I want to say like sometime last year, I, I started hearing more positive stuff about the prequels, which is outstandingly shocking to me. What's your favorite prequel film? Oh, it's got to be uh, Revenge of the Sith. Absolutely. Re oh, yeah, I, I got to be with you on that one. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. That is the good one. Yeah, I, I like the prequel series now more than these sequel series. These Star Wars fans, I mean, what's up with them? What is up with Star Wars fandom? It... it you know, you know the cliche. You know everything. These are just some nerdy dudes still hanging out in their mom's base. They're like, their moms are probably like 85 and they're like 45, still hanging out in the basement. And it's like, come on, what are you gonna move out? <laughs> With these Star Wars fans, uh, let's. Uh, I actually found a little bit of uh, some news regarding that. Uh, recent news that I just uh, came across. Men'shealth.com. 
uh, found a YouTube video of a guy who actually made a supposed lightsaber. Have you seen this video? I have. It's actually quite fascinating. It's going to be quite deadly. If it's he turns such it. a prototype. I mean, he's carrying like what a battery on his side. And then it's not really like a laser sword. It's more just like a hot rod, a, a, a flaming rod attached to a lightsaber hilt. And yeah, they do test it on like a mannequin head slices it through like butter. But you do see like the flame residue. Ooh, that's a lot of smoke. It's on fire, but it's also lighting up. There we go. Just give it a bit longer and she's going to be glowing. Holy crap. That, this is, oh, it is so hot. Like my face is starting to burn. All right, so I'm bringing me a head. But this is what I cannot agree with this video, Alex. He made this and he's running around with it. Like, woohoo! hey, check this out. Well, he even like, you know, pretends like he's going to whack the cameraman at one point. And I'm like, dude, no. And he even addresses the safety fact that, oh, I better be careful now. Yeah, because you're, you're running with scissors on this. This is so dangerous. Think of it accidentally hit my face. If you are so uh, adamant on making your own lightsaber following this video, by all means, I mean, do not try this at home and be safe out there. <laughs> it's a weapon for a civilized time. Absolutely. Uh, and there's another... Uh, fan video that's on Instagram. Uh, I think this happened last night. A guy gets thrown out of a theater because uh, someone he was sitting right next to uh, pulled out uh, their phone and I guess they had the screen like, you know, bright, you know, bright enough to make some kind of glare. This was at an IMAX theater. He's seated in the front row. If you've ever been to an IMAX, there are two rows. There's the ones that are right in front of the screen and then there's the ones in the back that, you know, ascend via stairs. And he's just yelling at the people in the stair row. And he's getting escorted out by uh, IMAX uh, staff and all that stuff. Uh, and it's like, I, I don't blame the guy for flipping out because that is an absolute rude thing to do. Pulling out your phone in the theater. I actually had that happen to me uh, a couple of years ago and just it, it wasn't really a spectacular film experience, but it's just a hobby at the time. You know, just like, hey, I'm bored. It's Friday. I want to go see an early film. And then there's like, you know, this lady on her phone who just would not shut up. It was the rebooted Friday the 13th film. Yeah, <laughs> you really didn't miss out. She, like, she's going like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jason's going to get him. Jason's going to get him. Hold on. Oh, my gosh, this movie is so great. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Theater wasn't even packed, by the way. It was just me, this lady, and I think three other people, and they weren't doing anything. I was like, is nobody going to call? Am I going to have to do this? I don't. Uh, you know what? No, no, it's. Let's just, just continue to watch the movie. I'll just put up with it because I'm a very patient person. <laughs> very patient. The uh, the original trilogy fans, they hated the Star Wars films. They hated the prequel films. And that w they gave George Lucas a lot of bad press uh, because of it. And that is believed to have caused him to sell his uh, ownership over to Disney. And now it's being run by uh, Kathleen Kennedy who now the fans even hate even more now because of uh, this film and some of the directions that she has ordered uh, some uh, film project. I mean, what have you heard about this? I've heard the exact same thing. But 
every time Star Wars changes hands, it seems to just get a little bit more muddy. It's like sometimes they got great stuff going on, but then they also fall into bad stuff. And you know what? That's, I guess, you know, it doesn't really matter because um, Star Wars is for everybody. And if you hate it, by all means, hate it. But then let the people who love it, love it. Uh, me, on the other hand, I'm a different story. <laughs> because I actually look for, uh, you know, good work. But it's it's just, uh, I, I can't stand a franchise that's been around for so long being treated so terribly. That That's my thing about being a critic on it. It's like, I know when someone's being a slacker. I know when someone is not pulling their own weight here. Uh, well, anyway... So Lucas hands the franchise over to Disney, and they announce that they're going to put out these sequel trilogy films. And with these last two films, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, I love them. I love them. J.J. Abrams did an okay job uh, with The Force Awakens. What did you think about it? Uh, I really like The Force Awakens. I'd say it's probably my favorite out of the new trilogy. Really? Oh. Uh, just because of that old standby that Lucas used to say, it's supposed to rhyme. It's supposed to rhyme. It's supposed to loop. Right, which is what J.J. Abrams did, and he brought back some nostalgia, you know, kind of make that, you know, feel of like, hey, you remember the uh, old films, like, you know, the X-Wings and the Death Star? Yeah, we got that in this film over here. I mean, he is a master of nostalgia. There's oh, a reason he is no doubt. best friends with Steven Spielberg. Um, but my favorite is The Last Jedi. I loved Rian Johnson's The Last Jedi, and surprise, my dad hates the Last Jedi. It's like it came to a point where my dad wanted to disown me because I liked. It. I'm, I'm just kidding. No, that didn't really happen. I just I couldn't believe because my dad is the one who got me into criticizing films, and he's like that movie was absolutely horrible. Nothing like Star Wars. I'm like, this is no. That was great. That was brilliant. Uh, Rian Johnson's like to me. Th this is what I liked about the film. See. Yes, The Force Awakens, you know, did have its nostalgic moments, but it was also very wibbly wobbly being handled by J.J. Abrams with Rian Johnson. I sense somewhat of a symmetry there. Like there was a good pacing, there was good flow, a good character development, and all that stuff. And so much like, you know, open-ended questions left brilliantly good for us wanting the conclusion even more. And that's what I like about The Last Jedi. Not to mention, like, it did recapture the whole uh, special effects of the booming of the spaceship and everything else. I'm sorry, spoilers, if you haven't seen those last two films. Catch up already. Come on. All right. But uh, there's already controversy going on right now with uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker Episode Nine. This is supposed to be the last film in the Skywalker saga. Characters or a character, a fictional character we have come to grow with. And uh, apparently it's already receiving flack. I mean, right now I am looking at it. Rotten Tomatoes. I, uh, when it first got its uh, critic reviews, it was at a 59%. What do you think it's at right now? If I had to take a guess, I'm going to guess 51. It's actually at 57%. So within two days, it has dropped two points. But the audience score has, uh, I believe, uh, maintained it at a 86%. Uh, this, this is absolutely crazy. I cannot believe there's so much. Because I, I knew of the dividing of critics and fans with The Force Awakens, but it wasn't that bad. But with The Last Jedi, of course it was that bad. Oh, it was a huge gap between them. Critics loved it. Audiences hated it. And now this one, I mean, hey, J.J. Abrams is back. All right? Everything should be good, right? Well, apparently there's some problems with it. And we're going to take a look at that with our review right now. Uh, here's my, I'll go first, Alex. Okay. And then I'll let you, uh, you did see the film, right? Oh, yeah. You're not just being here. just. Be, oh, yeah, I definitely saw the film. Oh, I, I didn't go and now I'm going to learn it from you. 
How dare you? All right. So here's my review. Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. My first problem with this film is the text crawl. They called it The Rise of Skywalker. They can't, they couldn't even get the title right. Come on. What, what's happening there? That was, a, that was a clue right now. It's like, oh, no. What's happening here? Well, I mean, after all, I mean, watching the movie, it's very convoluted. I'm aware of the problem of making a story with the passing of Carrie Fisher. That is actually one of the main problems that they had here. She passed away so unexpectedly. Uh, and we all love her and miss her. And, you know, it's it's tough for a film production to pull off. Uh, but what they did here with this uh, unused footage of her, they handled it very well. However, the acting was just a little bit off. It's like uh, the actors were just like, you know, eagerly awaiting the final call for that's a wrap. And uh, everyone can just go about their uh, merry way. Uh, there was hardly any chemistry between uh, our characters. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Finn, Poe, and Ray. They didn't have uh, you know that chemistry of being friends. They were just almost bickering all the time. And the greatest bromance of this uh, franchise, uh, it, Finn it, and Poe, even gone. They, yeah, it, it's gone. It's like, wh where was all that stuff? Come on. J.J. Abrams set that in stone with The Force Awakens. Here, it's like your annoying little brother or something. It's like, well, how much time have they really spent together? I mean, if you look at the movies. That's true, but hey, according to... Uh, according to the story, I mean, it's been a full year. It's been a full year. So these characters have been with each other for a full year. So, I mean, you, you can build a bond with somebody in the span of two days. You and I, it was just that, uh, I think it was just that one afternoon. It's like, hey, this guy's cool. All right. Yeah, literally was like, what, an hour? Yeah, like an hour. So, yeah, definitely. This guy's, this guy's my blood brother right now. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, there is good acting, Despite what I just said, uh, and that is coming from Daisy Ridley and her performance with Adam Driver, who plays the Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong here. Isn't this film supposed to be about Rey? You know, where she's from, uh, what's uh, to be expected from her? But I got the weirdest feeling that all this time, again, I know it's a Skywalker saga. It's about Kylo Ren. I felt exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of wanted it to slightly turn into a, a Kylo Ren movie halfway through. I would have actually preferred it if it did that. Yeah, well, it's like they had two hours and 22 minutes, you know, to give us something here. The movie spent too much time battling itself on what's it about, who's it about, and kills off moments that are just, you know, meant to be tremendous. Uh, except one scene, and that was the scene with Chewbacca. When they uh, return from their mission, that's not a spoiler, by the way. But when if you have yet to see the movie and you get to that point, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I just about had a emotional cry. Oh, uh, almost right did. there. Almost oh man, it just here. it just hit me. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, there are a lot of moments that are just poorly executed. Another problem to point out here: uh, why are we adding new characters? Why are we adding new characters? This is the last film. There's no there's no more time to add more characters here. Unless, of course, you're saying, oh, these are characters that are going to get their own spin-off uh, film series or uh, film series or Disney Plus series, whatever. I thought that was absolutely not necessary. They're, and they are. They are completely not necessary at all. And so I like I, so I'm just questioning myself why 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 are you doing this? It's probably on under it, orders of Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> it, for for one thing, it's going to be comic books. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, comic books and more novels. 
I mean, I just couldn't get behind that. But let's talk about something good that I did like it. The visuals. The visuals and the environment here. It's breathtaking, spectacular. Uh, the scene where Kylo Ren and uh, Rey are fighting uh, on the remains of the Death Star with the uh, waves crashing you know, to and fro. I love that. I love the scene uh, and everything about it. They do that so well with all the other environments that make it look spectacular and pretty. However, I think I know why. They it, spent so much time on those environments and set designs and visual effects to hide the facts of the poor acting and the awkward pacing. See, I, I agree with that, but I also say it's one of those <clears throat> rhyming moments. Yeah. Because it resembles Obi-Wan and Anakin's fight. In That's true, yeah. The third movie. That's, again, J.J. Abrams digging into the whole uh, nostalgia uh, of it all. But it's like, come on, we got the nostalgia already. It's time to see what this new generation has. We just cannot escape nostalgia or our past. The story was so weird. It's a complete mess. For some reason, uh, this is like uh, a lot of people are calling it uh, the fan fiction movie. J.J. Abrams decided to give fans everything that they wanted. And that, while that's good and all, you know, you're responding to your fans, uh, you're also killing what the movie is all about. And with that decision, they, ha they have crammed so much into it, not to mention... Uh, for a galaxy far, far away, they make it feel as though it's a department store or a shopping mall. It's like, hey, we got to get to this planet. Don't worry, it's a hop across the food court <laughs> or something, right? They really get to these planets that are far away from each other so fast. Oh, it's because, uh, yeah, I get that. But they also had their time in the uh, other movies. You know, they had time to recuperate, discuss a plan and all that other stuff. I mean, here it's just like snap, snap, snap. We got, we got a... Hey, we got a clock going. <laughs> got to wrap everything up. Get to it. Just so much. And it, it just made the story a complete mess. Remember the trailer? How much mystery was set in of what we were uh, going to be getting? All of that is just revealed. Oh, I'd say in the first five minutes. Yeah, in the first five minutes. And the, and the opening crawl. All that, all right that teasing. There. All that stupid teasing. And it's done within like the first five minutes. That's probably a spoiler, but you know what? No, don't go to the bathroom because if you had a question about something with this past trilogy, you are going to miss it. You're going to miss it and you're going to go, what did I miss? Don't worry. You're not going to be missing much, by the way. It's it's weak payoffs. There are so many weak payoffs. Um, despite everything here, I mean, these problems, I have very mixed feelings about this film. I did enjoy it. I did, but I, I didn't get that full satisfactory out of it. I wasn't fully entertained. And uh, I couldn't stomach that ending. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Hold on a second. We're not talking about the spoiler, but, I mean, there's something you need to know about the ending. This is the most divisive point. I was enjoying everything with this film, and then that ending hits. And I couldn't understand why. Why give us an ending like that? That does not make sense. Not to mention, um, what do you what do you call it? Uh, hypocritical to the narrative that they have been driving for, despite you know different directors in the past two films. They set a narrative, and it's like they overlooked that fact. It, and I'm talking about the very last seconds of the film. That is what I couldn't stomach. I couldn't stomach uh, as well as uh, you know a couple of minutes before that because I was like, all right, and then like what? Yeah, that's going to happen to you. So if you're going in with like high expectations or low expectations, you're not going to get any of that. 
and that is absolutely surprising for a Star Wars film. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm giving Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker a very low matinee price. I mean, if you got to see it, like I said, matinee it, but the earliest matinee you can catch because you got far better things to do, and that is my full review. Alex, I know you were chiming in on uh, some points I've been making on my review, but let us have it. What did you think about the film? Uh, I'm still, I'm very mixed. Uh, if you were to change some stuff in that last half an hour, it could definitely be salvaged. Uh, there are char- characters I would like to be swapped around in certain things, and it would have made way more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, it comes down to that first five minutes. That first five minutes, that opening <laughs> crawl tells you everything you need to know. Oh. This is rushed. Snap, snap, man. <laughs> hey, we this... got a clock going. <laughs> we got we got other things to do. <laughs> if you had any mystery about any of this movie, it is answered in the first five minutes. And then right after that first five minutes, you get 15 minutes of them speed running through everything they can. Yeah, if you go to the bathroom, you're going to miss uh, a heck of a lot. So, I mean, check it out. I mean, right uh, towards the ending. Uh, my fiance Tiffany, who's with me, she bolts because uh, she had to go to the bathroom and she missed something very important that happens. And she's like, what? 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 And like, yeah, sorry that you missed that. And it, it's it's something to like, I mean, if I were to go back in time, I would have actually uh, said, dude, it's been 30 minutes. Go get your refund. <laughs> I'm sorry. But this is why I'm saying you should matinee that film because doing that will tell Disney that they can do better. And I hear that they got another uh, trilogy plan. Not sure if it's going to like, well, yes, it's going to be a, a different story in the star Wars universe, either a set thousands of years in the future of whatever. So it, it's either going to be like a time that will happen soon in a galaxy far away <laughs> or a very long, long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Uh, I don't know. I, there's talk of getting Keanu Reeves on board. See, I'd be for that. Definitely. Old Republic Keanu Reeves. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Walking the streets of the future is really going to be breathtaking. You're breathtaking. That is my uh, that is my review, and that is uh, Alex. Uh, what uh, rating would you give this uh, movie? Would you go see it as a uh, matinee, a full price, uh, and meaning that not only would you go see it at night, uh, but also get the DVD copy, or would you just wait to rent it? That's hard. There are definitely things worth seeing in the movie. Yeah. That I will say it's definitely you can go to the movie theater and enjoy it, but matinee is probably going to be your best for that. Yeah. I don't know if full price is worth it. Yeah, it's, uh, I just, uh, it just left me so empty, so empty, a a, a complete, the complete (laughs) Skywalker saga, which by the way, uh, they're finally going to be putting out uh, Star Wars in 4K next year, that's something to look forward to, and this is supposed to be all the nine films together, however, I mean, it's, it's still going to feature the special edition George Lucas touch, or the Disney touch, because I now, I heard that they're also editing some stuff from the special edition. It's like, come oh, on, God. how much more can you alter it? That, that's quit it. Give us the original, untouched, 4K version of Star Wars, and everyone will be happy. Hey, you gave us everything we wanted supposedly in this film. Why not this? What's going on over there, Kathleen Kennedy? I mean, I was actually defending her with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, even like The Mandalorian. She signed off on those ideas. But after this, it's like, Kathleen Kennedy, I'm sorry. You either make this up. You know, you got to make it up to the fans. I promise us you'll do better. If not, please step down and give Kevin Feig a uh, chance to run the Star Wars franchise because, I mean, he was running the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, he, he did, did fantastic. Absolute 
fantastic job there. I, I think he would be a great uh, you know, successor to her. But if not, Kathleen Kennedy, if you got something planned, by all means, make it happen. But in the meantime, that is going to wrap up the podcast. Uh, Alex, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for discussing having me. this. Oh my gosh, I, I just can't believe this happened. So hopefully this gives you a clue as what you're in for. You go to watch Star Wars Episode Nine, not the Rise, but Rise. I can't give. I can't get behind that. Oh my gosh! All right, but hey, stick around because uh, tomorrow we will have a spoilers discussion on what happened in the movie with my fiance Tiffany and our good buddy Ray, who is a police officer. This is Tyler Woods signing off, and I will catch you later.